0: This week, Nancy and I are looking at a paper that's titled Osteochondral fragments of the pastern joint at the origin of the collateral ligament of the distal Sesmoid bone performance after arthroscopic removal. And this is C. Moyer et al. And I can imagine some of you may have switched off halfway through that title (laughs) (laughs) because there is a lot in there but essentially we're looking at little bone chips that occur in the fetlock joints in horses. So young standard bred horses frequently develop these fragments, but all horses can. And some of the fragments um, represent a term that's called osteochondrosis. Others can be developmental, so it can just be um, part of the foal or the young horse growing, but it's uncertain whether they result from a preceding osteochondrosis. So osteochondrosis basically just occurs when there's a failure of cartilage blood supply, and this just causes a decreased amount of blood going to that bone that's a growing bone and needs a blood supply. And then we get a bit of necrosis of that bone, and then it's easier for those um, necrosed parts to fragments, essentially, to chip Um, if they do get a bang or from repeated percussion um, running, things like that. So this is a really interesting study that looks at a number of horses who went through surgery to remove the little fragments. And this is done via arthroscopic removal. So keyhole surgery is what we normally um, call that in layman's terms. And it was 39 affected thoroughbred flat race horses. What they did, which was quite interesting, is so they looked retrospectively at the medical records for a referral hospital from the years 2000 to 2015. And these 39 horses were chosen from that bracket. Um, and then they also had a control group. So they looked at 169 horses that were age and sex matched maternal siblings to these 39 horses that were affected. And they wanted to see, is there a difference? So for a, gelde, or for a mare that's the same sex and age and a maternal sibling, but has no fragment of bone, do they run just as well as the one who does have the fragment, but has it removed? And I think what's really promising about this is they found that having this condition or and removing these fragments didn't actually have a knock-on effect. It didn't impair, impair the ability to race. It didn't impair their earning potential. And um, they did just as well when compared to their maternal siblings. And this is something, Nancy, that you brought to our attention because you've had some personal experience with this.
1: Yep, when you're selling yearlings, uh, you always have radiographs. And those radiographs are taken uh, by veterinarians at Keeneland. And then they go into a repository where possible buyers can go look at the x-rays or hire a vet to look at them and interpret them. And, um, you know, we've been on the seller side and the buyer side, where when you look at these x-rays, you either see sesamoiditis or a bone fragment. And uh, here recently we had a yearling in a sale that his right hind fetlock had a medial bone fragment, very, very small, but enough to make us partners all come together and say, what do you want to do you know we need to set a reserve which is the lowest price we will sell him for and we also then need to determine if we don't want to sell him cheaper than what we value him at are we willing to keep him And race him ourselves and that's exactly what we determined to do is is not to let him go cheap Um, we know he was a precocious um, foal and um, you know he was taken well care of and uh, we just think he has a lot of athletic potential so uh, we opted to keep him and um, you know we're going to take care of him and I'll share with what we're doing with him on the podcast for sure, because he will be in yearling training in the fall for what we call breaking and training. And then he will go into race training in about a year, weather dependent, um, for his two-year-old season. If he's not a good candidate to run as a two-year-old, then we'll run him as a three-year-old. But, um, at any rate, I had to come up with some research that said, hey, these little bone fragments really are somewhat insignificant or do they pose a problem? Now, this would be versus a horse actively racing and getting a bone chip in the knee. A lot of times those will impair performance. But in this case, those bone fragments, that are a lot of times around the uh, fetlock. They're just um, quite common, especially in the hind fetlocks, which in this study, it showed 92% of the fragments were in the hind limbs and they don't cause lameness and they're just the hindrance when you want to sell a horse and the x-rays don't come out a hundred percent clean. So anyway um, I'm looking forward to to running him in the future and training him and uh, I thought you know what this is research that we can share with you guys because Um, I looked at more than just one paper where repeatedly horses that were four months of age and and maybe up to a year, no problem when they had these little, um, I call them just um, blimps on the radar. They eventually go away. So at a year, the physis of that uh, P1 bone will be closed so you can't really make too many alterations other than maintain hoof balance medial lateral hoof balance that that will definitely be a factor and then also um, at one year we may take another x-ray and it could totally be absorbed but then at that point in time we decide have it removed with the keyhole surgery or um, you know what other things the veterinarian may recommend but it's exciting that you know these little just because they may be a little beat up or hard on themselves you know we just didn't want to throw him away for cheap so we kept him and we'll definitely keep all the listeners updated
0: that sounds great nancy and you said um it was the pre-sale radiographs that picked it up
1: yeah he's not lame or anything and you know Uh, everything else came back, uh, no significant, you know, findings on any of the other. It's just this one right hind um, back leg that had a tiny tiny bone chip in it and they they let you see it and they circle it for you and it's right there on the the radiograph report and we, uh, you know if you're a seller your heart just goes oh we this is going to be a tough one what are we going to do and um, you know, I was really pleased with our partnership that everyone was on board, that um, we're going to race this, this one. And if there's any partners that don't want to, we'll buy them out at the reserve Price. So um, I'm glad that we set a reserve and everyone wanted to stick to it. And, um, you know, it's exciting. It's always promising to have one in the barn that has a future. (laughs) So, yeah.
0: (laughs) Still give them a chance. I think, though, that's important to note is that most of these were picked up on um, radiographs or pre sale radiographs because. The, the cases where owners did notice something was off and um, it wasn't a lameness they noticed an enlargement of the pastern region so when they notified their vet about this and the vet did a clinical exam they said okay we'll take an x-ray and that's when they picked it up so I think out of this group of horses only one horse um, came up on a lameness score and had a grade one out of five so that's a mild lameness and to the untrained eye would go amiss as well and even in these cases too these can be medically managed they don't have to be surgically treated it really depends on the site and the severity um mild cases recover spontaneously so sometimes it's just a conservative approach um but yeah it seems to be seen in young animals and some restricted exercise, a bit of rest, and reduced feed intake apparently is supposed to help it. But I would definitely go by the advice of your veterinarian if you're at all concerned.
1: Yeah. And I think a big thing was that a lot of these were the hind limbs, where a lot of the concussion from the racetrack Um, is on the front limbs more than Mm -hmm. the back. And then also, I thought what was so neat about this study is they thought to compare maternal siblings that had no fragments. So I thought in racing, we always go with that maternal lineage influences performance traits in horses. And the reason they think that is because there are differences in the mitochondrial DNA that is transferred to the offspring via the oocyte. Now, that oocyte is a cell in the ovary um, that might undergo, like, division to form the ovum, which then when the male impregnates that ovum, it becomes the embryo. So that's the whole theory why they always think um, performance and racing performance is actually comes from the maternal side. And we put such an emphasis on the stallions as well. I never quite understood that. But anyway, that's where that maternal sibling side comes from because they were comparing performance and also uh, earnings. So they not only made it to the track to race, but they also made the same amount of earnings.
0: I thought that was really fascinating. Like, it's always those little parts of the studies that intrigue me when someone's brain can just see the bigger picture because it's so easy to have access to that kind of hospital information and think to yourself, "Okay, I want to see, did it make a difference? But how do we compare that in the most robust way possible to ensure that it's a fair analysis? So I think this paper did a really good job of that.
1: I think so, too. And it's promising for people if you're a buyer and you're interested in a horse, you have a gut feeling about it. Um, That happened to me a few years back. Um, We wanted this um, colt that was a Shanghai Bobby colt. And Oh, just beautiful. We bought him even though he had sesamoiditis in a hind leg. And to some, it was very concerning. But to me, I looked up the research once again and saw that a lot of times in young horses, by the time they're a full year, you know, 12 months, not just at January one, um, at one full year that will just dissipate and disappear. And I'll probably was because on the way to the sales ground, he kicked the horse trailer or was kicking inside the trailer or whatever. And, uh, anyway, he's six years old and he's still running. He just ran second last week. And so a lot of times you can get a nice, uh, a nice horse at a reduced price. Now, in our instance with this yearling, we weren't willing to sacrifice that. We thought we're going to go ahead and race him. And it was so funny because I told my husband, oh my gosh, we got such a deal. <laughs> 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 though, you know, it's kind of like me saying, oh my God, we saved so much money because I got <laughs> this on sale.
0: <laughs> Nancy, I, do you know if... um if that horse goes for the arthroscopic surgery and has the fragments removed and then goes for sale again and has pre-sale x-rays redone and there's no fragment, do they have to declare?
1: Yes. Yeah. But okay. You have to have full transparency, especially, you know, this is Keeneland and phasic tipped in. I mean, those places full disclosure and uh, you know, so we're, even though um, it's just a small chip, and after we see what happens to that after he's a year old, then which is in March he was fold, um, you know we're going to run him. We're not going to, you know, well, we may have it removed. It may be gone. It may be insignificant. Anyway, we'll have to just kind of determine what needs to be done at that point. But at any rate, in September, we'll definitely begin his uh, yearling training.
0: That's so exciting. You'll have to keep us up to date and let us know how he gets on.
1: What's his pet name? Um, well, we don't know yet. We—that's the next thing—is we partners all have to come up with names. So we'll uh, just have to see what uh, we all come up with. And uh, I'm not very good at naming. A lot of times, other partners are really good at that.
0: Yeah, I'm—I'm I'm not incredibly creative, so I don't think I'd be the best. No.
1: We usually vote on them. Is how we do it. So uh, we'll keep you posted. As soon as he has a name, we'll let you know. Brilliant.
0: Yeah. If anyone has any topics or areas they'd like us to cover, then do drop us a message on Facebook or Instagram. And I think that's all we had for this week. Did you vent to add, Nancy?
1: No, I didn't. I just thought it was a great study to show, you know, don't always uh, look at things as maybe inhibiting performance. You, you know, sometimes veteran, good veterinary technique and management and all that. It's just all a part of the process.
0: Exactly. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Nancy, for recommending this paper this week. Okay. And we'll talk next week.
1: Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Take care.